Happy Monday. You're listening to Detroit Today on WDET 1019 FM, WDET.org on your browser where you can also listen live. Headphones on at work. We appreciate that as well. Uh, I'm Sandra Savota sitting in today. having honor to be here discussing the Olympics there in our previous segment. And now we're going to bring it a little closer to home, get off of sports and into community. Uh, the Talking about the stretch of Michigan Avenue running through southwest Detroit, it's one of the most diverse and lively neighborhoods, a cultural center. It's often mostly recognizable through Mexican town, but the area there is much more than a cluster of restaurants. Its residents are spearheading efforts to build and maintain a sense of identity and economic stability. But despite the area's advantages, uh, we'll talk about some of those. We're also going to talk about some of the challenges facing those neighborhoods. And a little later, we'll talk with two residents who are working to enhance uh, their own businesses, small businesses in that area. But first, we have a couple of guys in the studio who own some a couple of the bigger businesses along Michigan Avenue. I'd like to welcome Joe Gappy. He's the owner and manager of Prince Valley Market. Joe, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. Thank you for having me here today. And Merlton Brandenburg, president of Jorgensen Ford Sales. Welcome Good morning. to WDET. Good morning. Glad to be here. Yes. Well, let's start with both of you. I, I will talk to, let me ask Joe first. How did you end up with a grocery store on Michigan Avenue in southwest Detroit? So uh, in 1975, my father purchased a supermarket there, and uh, it was called Paramount Foods, and he later changed the name to Prince Valley. Uh, food center and um, Prince Valley was a local grocery store. And back in this in the, in the, in the early seventies, uh, the area was mostly German and Polish community. And uh, he's been there ever since. And so, you know, free labor for an eight-year-old was uh, a good opportunity for my dad to bring me to work every day. <laughs> Statute of limitations has run out on that. So, <laughs> so every summer and uh, every holiday and every weekend, I would be with my father and I'd go to work with him. And uh, forty years later, now I'm in the business. And my dad still works with me every day. And uh, that's how it all started. What keeps you there? You could have gone anywhere. Yeah. So, um, you know, family business. Uh, I'm the oldest out of six. Uh, All my brothers and sisters have all moved on. I've been there with my dad the whole entire time. And uh, we've been able to change inside of our supermarket by catering to the marketplace. Over the years, it's changed to African-American and more Hispanics than that were, you know, the original uh, German and Polish people. Yeah. So, Merlton Brandenburg, you also have a business there in southwest Detroit. Jorgensen Ford, how did you come to be in the auto business? Well, I've been in the auto business for a number of years. Uh, <clears throat> when I first came to Michigan, I went to work for uh, General Motors and then finally went on over to American Motors and uh, on the corporate level. And uh, really, really got, found, my, uh, found my niche in the automobile business, thought I really loved it. And then I tried my hand at retail, and I did f- really well there. So then I wanted to go to the next level, which was auto ownership. And I bought my first store back in 1997 down in Northwest Ohio. Uh, and then I came up here in 2004. <coughs> and um, Detroit has always been the epicenter of the car business, and I wanted to be in the Detroit area. And there were a couple of dealerships available, one uh, in a northern suburb and one in Detroit. Uh, The northern suburb didn't fit the demographics of Ford, to my thinking, and Detroit did. Uh, And uh, where I am now, Michigan and Lanyo, we're uh, right at 94, and there's an exit there. And I thought that was a, a wonderful place to be because it was easy in and exit. Yeah. 
So I want to follow up on a few things each of you said. So, Merlton, let's let's stay with that. When you talk about the geography of southwest Detroit, Michigan Avenue, U.S. 12, it runs all the way out to Washington State on the west side of the country. But here it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's a popular road. It's a known road, but it's not it doesn't have the same sort of cachet as Woodward Avenue. You're not getting the first light rail. Uh, what would you like to see? Uh, how, how could the area capitalize in terms of economic development on the Michigan Avenue name, label, and meaning? Well, first of all, I think uh, the image of Michigan Avenue has to be changed a little bit more. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people are not familiar with this portion of Michigan Avenue. Uh, and uh, once they get here, they get a different opinion of the area. And that's exactly what happened to me. I had not really been in this portion of uh, the city prior to my uh, buying that dealership. But I find that it's a very viable area. Uh, the people here are, are quite stable. And uh, it's improved over the length of term time that I've been here. Uh, I do believe that uh, with the onset of Corktown and... Some of the things that are happening in the local area, it will it, it has enhanced it. Uh, Mexican Town has been getting a lot of money influx uh, there, and it's been improving that area. So it's bringing a lot more people here. The city itself is changing too, so that's that's exciting. How and, so? Well, I, I just feel that people are thinking that Detroit is now not nearly as bad as it used to be. It offers a lot more for them to do. Uh, you're getting people that are moving into the city that don't have a negative image that it once had. Uh, a lot of your uh, core neighborhoods are uh, improving. Uh, you're getting a lot of people moving in from the outer suburbs. Uh, I still live in the city. Uh, could have moved anywhere I wanted to move, actually, but I chose to stay here in the city because there were some really strong, hardcore neighborhoods that offered a lot of diversity. A lot of educational value, people with a lot of different uh, interests, mixes, educational status, uh, conversation, cultural things that are there. And so it's been a good area. Yeah, Joe Gappy, let's stay on that for a second. At Prince Valley Market, your grocery store there on Michigan Avenue, how do you, how have you, how does your, your stock, what we see in your store, reflect the neighborhood? How have you adapted? So um, our long-term vision and growth has always been having the freshest. And um, we start off with our meat department. Our meat department carries choice meats. We don't carry standard. We don't carry select. We only carry fresh purchased meats that, you know, most supermarkets have a hard time with because they're trying to sell the cheaper products. We believe in selling a high fresh, good value product. Our bakery department is outstanding. We have uh, over 84 different types of baked goods inside of our bakery department that we make fresh from scratch every day. Um, you know, having the fresh products that customers want, it's what's given us the edge over our competitors. Because a lot of people assume that, oh, because it's in the inner city, they don't have quality or they don't have fresh. Well, if you ever come inside Prince Valley Market, you'll really understand that fresh is all we sell. 
We held a community event there uh, in 2014, and I think most of us left with guacamole, uh, baked goods, <laughs> <laughs> chips, <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> plenty of things for the WDET staff appetites. I'll attest to that. You're listening to Detroit Today on WDET. I'm Sandra Swoboda. I'm in studio with Joe Gappy, the owner and manager of Prince Valley Market, and Merlton Brandenburg, president of Jorgensen Ford Sales in southwest Detroit. So we talked. You both of you just talked a little bit about the customers that you have. Let's talk about the other side of the equation of a business, your own um, internal workings, your your workforce, hiring. Uh, one of the issues we hear a lot of is workforce development in the city and hiring local employees. How has that played out for each of you, Marlton? Well, there is a shortage of people, uh, not a shortage of jobs, but there are a shortage of people. And, and, I, and I think that's first and foremost that most of us need to understand that there are jobs available, we just can't find the people to fill them. Uh, we need things like people know who sell. Not only do we need new car salespeople, we need uh, parts counter salespeople. We need service salespeople. We need technicians who work on cars, do the mechanical work, and we need body men who are able to repair those cars. We need office staff. We need uh, uh, porters who have to keep the facility clean and keep the cars clean and that sort of thing, just do the general maintenance around. Uh, it has been good and bad. Uh, there have been times when we uh, have been able to find people, and there are other times when we can't. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I would say that our most reliable employees are the older employees, not the younger employees, and we're trying to infuse some younger blood into the business. Uh, what are they? Why? Why is that? Why is it that way? What skills are the younger younger workers missing? To be honestly truthful, I, I kind of think that it comes from discipline, expectations, understanding uh, what it's required when you say the word work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you know, just the fact of coming to work on time, uh, dressing appropriately, understanding that there is an art of communicating to people, uh, expectations, uh, those sorts of things. You know, things that you would normally tend to think that start early on and go throughout your entire life. And we found that it does not segment itself to race nor gender, which is uh, most misunderstood. I do believe. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was having this conversation with a friend who works at an engineering company, and he was saying they are, they're looking for young people. They're looking for Detroiters. They're looking for people from uh, underrepresented in the engineering professions, shall we say. And they're always trying to walk the line of what they uh, wanting to help train these employees to get them there, but really not being able to find employees that are even at a base level where they feel like they can make that investment in them. Um, I wonder if you talk about that balance in your business of what you're able to do in training and what you're just really looking for in people coming in. We do train. We do have uh, programs where we uh, send uh, some kids to school uh, for, like, technical skills. Uh, we do sales training in-house and that sort of thing. We found that most kids don't really have an intellectual problem. There are a lot of smart kids out there. It comes down to the base knowledge of being disciplined, understanding that we have expectations, they have to meet those expectations, uh, 
and what they figure that they should be paid and what they should get and what the salary caps. You know, when you work more, you get more uh, based upon your skill level and skill set. And those are some of the things that we're finding uh, that we have problems with. Things, basic things like coming to work on time, coming to work, period. You know, those are things that are, we find, uh, that are the hardest things to climb. And I don't feel like those issues are specific to Southwest Detroit or businesses along Michigan Avenue. No, I think no, no. we're having I a conversation friends, many out there can relate I, I to. I have friends who are in the suburban areas and different states as well, and they're, they're suffering from the same thing. So it's just not a Detroit issue, nor is it just a state issue. Yeah. So, Joe Gappy, let's, uh, what's the situation at Prince Valley Market? What's your kind of relationship with the community, both in trying to hire from within, support the community, also run your business and give back from your side? Yeah, so, um, you know, I think, you know, our situation is a little bit different than Milton's. Um, they're hiring a little bit more of a higher pay scale Ours is more a lower-end pay scale. Um, the challenges that we face every day, for example, in our meat department, a lot of people, you're seeing the old butcher shop closing down because the younger generation doesn't want to be in a business where they're dealing with blood and cutting meat, as well as you're seeing a lot of bakeries closing down. And a lot of people don't want to be playing around in the dough and the mixing of the flour and the salt and and, and you're seeing these positions being harder to fill because that old world experience of, you know, making things from scratch, cakes and, and dough products, people want to be on their iPad. People want to be on their iPhone. And that's also a challenging situation. We employ 78 people today, and it's a constant challenge between the business owner explain to the associates that you can't be texting all day on your phone. You can't be on your phone making phone calls all day. And going back to Milton, you know, it's just a challenging situation, even with the cell phones and the texting all day. All right. So both of you, I you know, took it from your business on Michigan <laughs> Avenue, right, to these bigger global issues and dynamics of the workplace. But let me bring it back around in the few minutes we have left here. Um, Michigan Avenue, what are some of the assets? Where do you see what's what's on the what's on the drawing board for your quarter running west out of the city, Joe? So we are seeing a growth in Corktown, of course, and we're starting to see this uh, flip over where people are crossing over I-96 Ooh, um, ooh, a big border crossing. Yes. <laughs> um, it's, 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 it's a beautiful thing because you're seeing buildings being taken as soon as you cross over 96. And we seem to think that in the future, this growth is going to come towards our area over on Michigan Avenue and Libernois, Michigan Avenue and Lanyo, where Jorgensen Ford is. And um, you're seeing growth coming in from also uh, the Dearborn side, where more of the Arabic people are moving into Detroit on that side also as well. So, Marlton? Well, our, our business is a little unique. Um, uh, we rely on the core community for service as well. But we have, just because of where we're located at the intersection, at the exit, we draw people from uh, Northville. We draw them from uh, Ann Arbor. We draw them from Gross Point. We draw them from Birmingham. We draw them from Rochester. We draw, we draw people into our area. Uh, don't understand how we've been able to do that, but I'm happy for it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little bit of magic. 
but you know, I guess it's because we give good service. In the last four years, we won Ford's President's Award four times. So that bodes well for the people who work within my organization, and it shows the kind of uh, service that people get. And I do believe that people understand that they go where they feel that they're most catered to and they get the type of service that they think that they deserve based upon the purchases that they make. All right, we are going to have to end it right there, but we're going to stay on Michigan Avenue in our next segment. I'd like to thank Merlton Brandenburg, president of Jorgensen Ford Sales. Thanks for being here today. Thank you. And Joe Gappy, owner and manager of Prince Valley Market. Thanks for having me. A grocery store on Michigan Avenue. In just a moment, we're going to talk to two other business owners who came to own their little businesses on Michigan Avenue a little bit differently. We'll talk to them in a moment. Stay with us on WDET. News, culture, community, every day on 1019 WDET, a different kind of public radio. You're listening to WDET, 1019 FM on your dial, WDET.org online. Happy Monday. I'm Sandra Swoboda hosting Detroit Today. We are talking about Michigan Avenue, the other part of southwest Detroit. I hate to even say it that way because it is a growing business community. In the last segment, we talked to the owner of a grocery store and an auto dealership. And this time, we're going to go a little bit smaller. Some second second life businesses, as I feel, I feel they are. We have Alex Samuel, owner of Detroit Moped Works. Welcome to Detroit Today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And Willie Brake, the owner of All About Technology, a computer sales and support service there on Michigan Avenue as well. Willie, welcome to the program. Good morning. Thank you. All right. So both of you have these. I was visited on Friday afternoon, and both of you have these kind of smaller storefronts along Michigan Avenue. I want to talk about what's behind them, but also what got you into them. Alex, how did you come to own a vintage moped sales repair dealership one of only a few in the country right yeah um, i think we're the the one that's between uh new york and chicago right now um yeah i mean as a, as a kid i did a bit of traveling you know you go to europe and you'd see see the old pedal start mopeds and thought they were pretty cool and always kind of like had a uh, had a dream to get one and then maybe 10 years or so ago i uh i was working in the suburbs uh cleaning out some foreclosed properties came across a pair of them and got them and rode them around and um you know just just rode them slow and stock like a person might do and uh some friends of mine from high school from u of d high were in a club and they did riding um you know with speed modified bikes and you know around the city and uh you know it it was something that like seemed cool but like almost intimidating you know like modified racing around the middle of the night hitting the bars and all this kind of a stuff but eventually uh my bike's wouldn't uh wouldn't work so i had to figure out how to fix them started riding with the club and from there it kind of progressed into into a business and this was all while you had another career it was yeah i um i went to u of m got an environmental degree i was working for a company uh, called gtj consulting doing the environmental work for them on uh all the fannie mae and uh and freddie mac foreclosures in the city as well as the land bank properties and uh the moped thing was kind of a side hobby and it was uh decided to monetize what was taking up a lot of my spare time. And then that grew, grew more and more and more to the point where it, uh, I either had to do it full time or not. And I chose to do it full time. And why your spot there on Michigan Avenue? 
So I'm a, I'm a lifelong Detroit resident. Um, you know, I currently have a house in North Corktown that I fully renovated um, a couple years back. And this was basically just the place that was closest to my house that I could uh, purchase in cash and, and make a business. You know, obviously, when you're doing a small business, um, you know, kind of taking that leap of faith, you, there's a lot of uncertainty. So I wanted to make sure that rent was, uh, was not one of those issues. So I got, got what I could buy in cash, and I got the building. All right. Willie Brake, you also have a smaller business there, uh, growing, though, on Michigan Avenue, all about technology. How did you come to own the storefront? All about technology, uh, it came about because I wanted to fill a void in the community. Believe it or not, we do not have a computer store in Detroit, so residents have no place to take their uh, technology products when they're not working. And what was your previous life? My previous life, uh, I worked as a help desk manager for the Big Three. Uh, I've had uh, other opportunities in the educational, retail, and consulting field as well that took me across the United States. So it was only natural to return my talents back to the community where I can uh, make a difference in the lives of others. And what made you choose that cool little corner store? You're in kind of a interesting architectural building there on Michigan Avenue. Why, why that spot at this time? That location actually presented itself to me. Uh, I was working with a, I was tied in with the small business incubators and uh, one of the uh, providers that I was working with happened to own that building. And uh, so when I was looking for a street-level storefront retail, uh, that stuck out in my head. And when I came back, when I came to take a look at it, uh, the only thing I could see was the amount of traffic that was running up and down Michigan Avenue. And I said, you know what, this, these are all of my potential customers that I can hope to tap into. What, t- talk about, like, what's a normal day there at your business? Who comes in? What are their needs? Um, I, what languages are they speaking? You're in a pretty diverse part of the of the city. Yeah, we get all types of people that come in. Uh, most of them need help with their computers, whether uh, they're fixing their existing one or trying to buy a second one. Um, a lot of the times um, we, we service, we tend to service the low-end type of the community, uh, people who are, who need affordable access to technology. Uh, and as far as languages, uh, so far, being in that location, I've heard three languages, English, Spanish, and Arabic. Yeah, pretty routinely, right, you were uh, saying earlier. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And we do have uh, staff that can um, that can uh, understand all of them. Yeah. So you have not used the term digital divide, which is uh, a big issue out as we talk about uh, social equity, social justice, equality across the city. What kinds of steps have you taken to help people of lower incomes get technology into their lives and their homes? We've created something called the $200 computer. And a $200 computer is a refurbished uh, retired computer, usually from uh, uh, corporate America that we buy at a discount. And we refurbish those machines and we make them available to the community so that they can have affordable access to technology. And they are uh, currently desktop and laptop models running Windows 7, Microsoft Office, and most importantly, they come with a six-month warranty. Ah, yeah. <laughs> For those of us who have had technology issues, we, we know the importance of that. You're listening to Detroit Today on WDET. I'm Sandra Swoboda, hosting today. We're talking with some business owners along Michigan Avenue in southwest Detroit. We have Willie Brake, that was the owner of All About Technology, and Alex Samuel is the owner of Detroit Moped Works. So, Alex, I want to come to you because you're really a specialty destination business. Not that no one from the neighborhood could, could walk in or buy your products, need your sales, but how did you come about as this really natural 
international. You've gotten international attention for what you're doing there with vintage mopeds. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a very, very niche market. Um, you know, it's puts us in an interesting position because obviously, you know, like I mentioned, we're in the city because it's where I grew up. It's close to my house. Um, it's a place that made sense for me to be. And really, people don't uh, don't really have a choice but, <laughs> but to come to me for our services. You know, so we do a lot of the sales of the refurbished bikes, you know, do go to people in, in Midtown and Downtown and Corktown, um, a little bit in the neighborhoods. But the majority of our repair work is going to be people who are traveling from from the suburbs. You know, as we get people traveling to us, you know, from Flint, Grand Rapids, Port Huron area. Um, we do a bit of uh, a bit of shipping workout. We've shipped motors to uh, to Hawaii, to Texas, to Arizona. I think just last week we shipped a bike out to uh, to Minneapolis, a big full custom build. Um, so. So it's interesting, you know, that we're able to bring bring a lot of traffic besides the shipping out stuff. We bring a lot of traffic to the area and get to acclimate the people with the area that are not familiar. And you're bringing a little bit of international attention, too. We were talking about how many languages were spoken in Willie's technology storefront. How many languages have you dealt with at the at your moped place? Yeah, you know, from the customer base, um, it's basically just going to be English and Spanish. However, we get... Like a lot of the mopeds came from Austria. So we had a couple of guys from Austria visiting our shop because they run their moped club there and they wanted to see what we're up to. You know, we've had people from Brazil who, uh, you know, who race small displacement bikes there who are in the city and they want to see what's going on, you know, in the scene as far as that goes. We've had, um, we've had people from Italy swing by. We've had a, a bit of international press that's come through. We, uh, we worked with a film crew from the Netherlands who were doing a documentary on the labor movement. Um, they were filming obviously in the Netherlands and then in uh, Grand Rapids because the, the Meyer family is from the Netherlands. So they borrowed a bike from us and they filmed their segment on one of the bikes that they borrowed from us. Uh, we've also had a British film crew that did a pretty large story on us and then they sold it to, uh, to a Swedish magazine and a German magazine <laughs> and an Australian magazine. Wow. Um, All over the world they're hearing yeah. about your shop. So let me ask you both in just a little bit of time we have left. Michigan Avenue, what does it need to support more businesses like yours? Alex? You know, I for me the main challenge is the business or the buildings which don't have businesses in them. You know, getting those those landlords to either renovate them and and get tenants in there or to sell them at a reasonable price. You know, the property value is going up. the The area is hot, but a lot of people see gold when really they have I don't know copper or something. So. <laughs> and, and Willie Brake, owner owner of All About Technology, what would you like to see happen along Michigan Avenue that would support your business and bring others? I would say more access to opportunities. I mean, we're doing good in the residential market, but we want to access the government and corporate opportunities as well. Uh, so that if we get support from our government and uh, corporate community, that would help us out a whole lot. All right. Well, we are going to leave it there for now. Thanks for being with us. Willie Brake, owner of All About Technology, and Alex Samuel, owner of Detroit Moped Works. I'd like to thank all the guests today. We previously heard from Joe Gappy of Prince Valley Market, Merlton Brandenburg of Jorgensen Ford Sales about Michigan Avenue and what's happening in southwest Detroit beyond that Mexican town we all like to eat at. You're listening to Detroit Today. I'm Sandra Swoboda hosting. I'd like to thank the producers Laura Weber-Davis and Jake Neer, Program Director Jonah Isabella, Technical Director and Engineer Matt Trevethan, Associate Producers Mary and Aaliyah, and Detroit Today's theme song composed by WDET's own Sam Bobian. Happy Monday. Thanks for listening. <laughs>